Has somebody hasn't joined? Is it you? Oh, for fuck's sake. How did I join faster than you? Phil. Phil, you gotta join. I'm the one that took forever, and now... And now you're here. Now, now look where the shoe fell. Oh wow! I I didn't I didn't immediately boot up my computer, but you took. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, exactly. All right. We, we this exactly. evening this evening we got air fried steak. We got God Emperor of Mammonburg, and we have Infinity Pool of Cum. <laughs> Jackal, you'll you'll get it if you read my Infinity have, Pool review. I am not sure with that title. I'm not sure if I, I should read it. Hey, uh, you know what, Phil? Why don't you read us your letterbox review of Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool? I think I will. Wait, as like the cold open? I suppose so. So, um, oh, I went to go see Infinity Pool. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, more <laughs> maybe talking about that next week, but um. This is my, uh, it's four star infinity pool, four out of five stars. Uh, Mm. a movie willing to go to painstaking detail to emulate Alexander Skarsgård come, uh, his come load rhythmically slopping on some rock, some, uh, pebbles. A fantastic film. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the review. The Roger Ebert of our times, ladies and gentlemen. That, that was a... Well... You know, I see if I feel kind of is the Roger Ebert of our time, uh, just insanely horny. (laughs) Arguably, arguably Roger Ebert was also the insanely horny Roger Ebert of his time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, is like what um, I don't know what boobs were to Roger Ebert is what um, come what like to fill. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. That's a great honor. horrifying (laughs) it's it's sad because i was talking about i was talking about this with josiah earlier they they rendered it so well it was like how do i even it was like it's slopped on the rock we actually don't need to go to that detail it it was it slopped on the rock phil 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 (laughs) why don't you save that why did you save that for the episode where we it talked? It sounded about like a bunch cool. of mani- like marinara no, sauce no, falling not, on the No, 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 no. We don't have to go into detail about that. We can talk about that on the Next Infinity week. Pool episode. Yes, it's, we don't it, have to it, talk about it in this one. No, like, we don't have to talk it about was it. The, it was the we texture of Nickelodeon slime. Roll the, roll the song. But it's well, uh, you know, you know, we're we're uh, do do me to do the intro. You can do this. Oh, okay. yeah, I haven't had a see if I can intro. It. Yeah, so it's kind of as if you're the narrator from Disco Elysium. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that, but it's it's a it's a gloomy kind of day in Mammonburg, you know. Uh, for whatever reason, Mammonberg is started to have kind of that German expressionist look to it. You know, the the shadowy figures, you know, there's smoke just kind of drifting around everywhere. And you can hear the sound of, of jazz music. While we zoom in on uh, none other than Sutton P.I. I'm, that's me. I'm, I'm Sutton Private I. I'm smoking, I'm smoking a cigarette and I'm thinking... And the, the narration comes over and it says, 
It's been, it's been several weeks since that Catholic dame known as Finch has gone missing, but I can't seem to piece it together. So I decided to take, my, to take myself down to the bar where she was last seen. We cut over to me, opening up the door to the bar, and here I see two, uh, two, two individuals at the bar. One's, one's the bartender. I'll let you guys decide who's the bartender. One's the bartender, and one's drinking a nice stiff glass of whiskey. I sit Jack, down Jack and light up my bartender. cigarette in order to whiskey neat. Whiskey neat. And I, I say, any of you seen a, a dame that looks like this? And I pull out a picture of a bird. I can't can't say I do, man. Can't say I do. You know, if you if you order something, I might jog my memory. So I yeah, order a whiskey neat and uh, slide a couple bills across the table. <laughs> you know, now that you say that, now my memory's starting to catch up to me. I did see a bird like this around here a while ago. <laughs> flew in, flew in a day or so ago. <laughs> Asked about something about the tears of dead Confederates or so. That was a specialty about <laughs> at the time. Uh, gave gave a gave a big tip specifically with this coin of someone who she, who she said is her uncle. I think that's just the Pope, though. Uh, and I, I quickly ask, so what's your name, bartender? Jacko. Jacko. There's like a an ominous music. Uh, you know, the play is under it as if we're supposed to know that later on this will be important. Now, look over how about at you, the... you, Mr. Private Dick, what's your name? Yeah, I'm Sutton. Look at the camera. Sutton P.I. And then uh, I look over at the drunkest Italian I've ever seen in my life. He's sitting <laughs> next to me at the bar. <laughs> hey, yo, what's your, what's your problem, man? What's, what's your, what's your, what's your fucking problem? What, what's your fucking deal? <laughs> you seen a you seen a, a a Catholic bird that looks like this? Oh, you oh, you, you know it's been it, you know it's been one week since she looked at me. You know she cocked her side her head to the side and she said I'm angry. And it's been five <laughs> days since she laughed at me. So you get get that together, come back and see me. <laughs> three days since the living room. Three days since the living room. I realized. I realized it's all my fault. I realized it's all my fault, but I couldn't. I couldn't tell her. Tell her what? That yesterday she'd forgiven me. But you know it. It it it'd still be two days till I said I'm sorry. <laughs> this, the, this drunk Italian looks down at his drink, and you can see a clear, large peck wound in the back of his head. <laughs> like a, a bird had pecked the back of his head and tried to crack him open like a nut. It's still bleeding. <laughs> it's still bleeding. Days later. Hey, don't don't mind the uh, don't mind the uh, Jimmy Soprano Fugabuli. <laughs> we, for the sake of, of simplicity, we have taken to calling him Philip or Phil yes, for short Phil. because it is, it is, it is something that is the the actual full name is very hard to pronounce. 
it often appeals that I I possibly say some very old Italian. Hey, what's the you can't pronounce uh, Felizio Spagnoli Fagazzi Shamoy the the fifteen? No, I cannot. Uh, I take some notes. Um, and I, I don't know. I guess this concludes part one of Sutton P.I. Sutton searches for the... the Buy another drink, bird. you Italian bum. Oh, yeah. What? What? Oh, he's got another Buy drink. Buy another drink, you Italian bum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, wor- I'm working on it. I'm working on it. got brain damage. <laughs> Well, welcome everybody to Mammonberg. Um, as you could tell, this is the Christian leftist podcast. It's so uh, evident. I don't even know why you say that. It's the leftist Christian podcast, actually. Just, yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's a. Uh, I guess. I mean, I, it's maybe not technically the first episode of 2023, but it's the one we're counting as the first episode. We're starting back up. It's season whatever the fuck season we're on. We're starting a new. Wait, season. we have seasons. I don't know. We we do seasons. I mean, raking them up as we go. Oh. I well, mean, th- this isn't a white people show, Jackal. We actually use seasoning. <laughs> I, what? <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, yeah, white people show. It's just unseasoned, flavorless, mayonnaise drenched. No, um, yeah, this is Mammonberg. Somebody, somebody, I'm really tired. We started recording yeah, uh, on welcome, Monday nights. <laughs> welcome, welcome to man. Welcome back to the technically not the first, but for us, it's the first episode of 2023. Welcome. So, as you can notice, Finch is not here right now due to some schedule issues. She will be back at some point. Uh, soon ish to be, yes, two to three weeks, I think. Yeah. Taking a, taking a brief hiatus. So we're, we're powering a bit of through. a sabbatical, if you will. Yes. Mm, looks like Sabbat. somebody's got a case of the Mondays. I do have a case of the Mondays. <laughs> yeah, so that's a... We used to record on Saturday mornings, but we decided to give Monday evenings a try. And there was some miscommunication about scheduling this evening. So I'm pretty I'm pretty tired. We're doing this later. We're pretty late, so... It'd be funny if, like... Unlike- Unlike these old men here, I have enough energy to compensate for both of them. So I we woke up okay. at 5 a.m. We are okay. like four <laughs> years apart in age. And yet you're so old. I am pretty old. I'm pretty old. <laughs> it's 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 the, the Iowan air slowly, like, it just corrodes your lungs faster. Well, and it's also partially that age I don't think is like a fully linear thing. We were talking about this with Josh the other day. For instance, Josh is in his 30s, but he's not old. Uh, but I'm 25, which is the oldest you can be. Exactly. <laughs> what? That's the oldest <laughs> age you can be. So when you're like 86... And you're uh-huh. like, oh my fuck! I was I've been 86 for fucking 50 years. Yeah, well, that's young. <laughs> that's that's young. Yeah, 86 is young. So you're doing like a reverse dog years thing. It kind of goes in, yeah, you know, because like, okay, for 25 is old, 30, mid 30s is young, but when you hit your 40s, that's old again. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, this like it's very complicated. It is complicated, but you know what? What things in life are simple? Uh, a few. 
<laughs> one of those being age. Uh, <laughs> it's actually very easy. <laughs> the numbers go up. Uh, the more it yeah. goes up, the older you get. <laughs> you can probably tell, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, we, we don't really even have topics planned. We're just kind of chilling out. So I have a topic planned. Yeah, you have a topic planned. <laughs> Do we want to open that door now? Why, you know, why don't we well, just... Well, let's uh, do some housekeeping before we get into that. Right. Some housekeeping. Um, um, we kind of can't... We kind of can't do an episode without acknowledging that oh, a, yes. another black man has been murdered by the state. Uh, the whole bunch of discourse came about whether it was racist or not, when it is. If you want an example of... It, it, go read James Baldwin on Black Cops to see... Mm. just how how you don't have to be white to be an actor in the state apparatus of of, of racialized policing there's yeah. a general attitude that black cops are actually worse than white cops because they have something to prove that they're not like these animals out here mm-hmm. they're generally worse and that is saying something mm. so this didn't surprise me but I guess from outsiders looking in, it is supposed to be surprising. Well, and and I think it's just, um, I mean, it's it's just a fucking conversation. I feel like we're having for fucking decades now, where like, uh, you know, there people's entire understanding of racism is generally just like like sentiments, like negative sentiments toward um, somebody of a different race. You know what I mean? But. You know, and I know this has become a buzzword at this point, but racism is structural. Um, And so you could, you know, even if, even if everybody involved in in a police murder, you know, had nothing personally bigoted, that doesn't like change the structure that produced the situation in the first place. That is racist. Um, Although, you know, if you're listening to this, I assume you already know all that. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast. Unless you're a big fat racist. (laughs) <laughs> you probably already agree with many of the points that we will we have brought up before in the past about whenever this has been brought up because it hasn't mm-hmm. we've talked about it multiple times we talked about it with the floyd ruling we've talked about it basically ad nauseum at this point and i'll admit i'm a little tired uh i watched that video and it's horrifying <sighs> and i can't help but feel numb about it it's, i i actually it, abstain it, from it I, I, I kind of fear, I don't know, I fear like, I feel like we keep putting ourselves through this thing where we're like, you know, we watch the video and we're confronted with it. And the sad thing, I was talking to Talik, friend of the show, Talik Taylor, I was talking to him yes. about this the Good other friend. day and I'm like, I don't feel anything anymore when I watch these and I don't like that I don't feel anything mm-hmm. when I watch these. Like, it doesn't surprise me. I know what I'm going to see when I like load it up and I'm like, you know, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be this thing where, you know, it's, it's the most brutal shit I've seen, but it's so depersonalized at this point that it's just depressing. You just look at mm. it and you're like, what's my takeaway here? That the thing we've been upset about for so many years continually happens and there's nothing we can do to stop it. And, like, we'll never muster the, the cultural... I don't know, it's so sad, because it's like, I feel like we're not, mul- like, just mustering the cultural willpower that the the hybridization of, like, the George Floyd protests 
and COVID happening around the same time. Yeah. That we cannot see that again. Like it's just it's it was just like a historical precedent. We're in a very cold snap at the moment, so that's yeah. preventing a lot of people from going out. People, which not is not to say there hasn't been very large protests uh, in a response with there have been, but I think that in the summer we'll probably see larger organ- organizing. At least, like, if not the summer, then closer to the spring when it gets warm. Yeah. Because right now it's just and that's also another thing to mention. There's a, a winter storm that's coming to Texas. So yeah, yeah. I I think that I I don't think we'll be seeing 2020 over again. I do think that if another killing happens right around March or so, I think we could be in for a rocky protest season. It's kind of like 2020 again. Um, the police because do love killing black men. They so. seem to do that a lot. So, you know, it's not off the table, unfortunately. But, you know, I, I could see that being a, um, a breaking point again. But I, I don't know. I mean, uh, we all got, you know, we got crushed in 2020. Um the police cracked down hard. Um, but, you know, it's not like the things were resolved. They were just suppressed, you know? Like, that sentiment is yeah. bubbling. The I even I think that people fail to appreciate how many more people are just more anti-cop now because of yeah. this. Yeah, it's a much more common sentiment than it used to be, I think. Um, and they you know, feel so bad about it. Just, uh, they, you know, it's making their job feel so hard. They can't so, do their work because people oh. don't, they're so not nice to them. Oh, <laughs> oh little, little, little piggy so sad. Anyway, um, like, I want to bring like, up that, uh, Tyree, uh, uh, Tyree DeAndre Nichols was a father. He was a FedEx mm-hmm. employee and he was a photographer. He was an artist. He had a whole life uh, ahead of him. And behind him, he had a bunch of people that loved and cared about him. His family adored him. He was a photographer that had his own website, that his identity, the way that he found a creative pursuit to define himself was in photography. And you can look up, uh, honestly, I would say, look up the videos of of him, his him skateboarding and taking photographs. I think that it shows a lot about the kind of person that he was. He was a loving mm-hmm. friend, son, and father. And that is what the world is without right now because five uh, cops beat the hell out of him in a traffic stop, gave him contradictory orders, and beat him so bad that he died of his wounds three days later. And that is the world that we live in. Where and and no matter what will come from this, no matter any kind of change or or set, proposed change, which will just be giving police departments more money and resources, or any wringing of the hands or any of that, the reality is that his children have to grow up without a father, and his parents don't have a son anymore, and his friends don't have a friend anymore. Yeah, that's that's the reality of it. So. Yeah. Uh, remember the, the person who he was, and not the uh, and not the video that shows his last moments. I think that that shouldn't be what that should not be what defines him because he defined himself before any of that. Yeah. So with that, I would I would like to move on from from this if if everyone else is okay. Yeah. With that. No. Um. I think that's a good good statement. Um. To leave on. Um. I'll say it just it it sucks that this happens frequently enough that we get to a point on the show where we're like, man, what do we even fucking say anymore? 
you know it's just my only i hate that it's becoming routine you know like that that this whole thing i will say becoming so routine this has been i think that within at least from my interact like from what my interactions with the black community and my family was that this has kind of been routine for the longest time it's just oh well no it's gonna be the next thing and the next thing and the next thing because that's that's how it always goes is yeah i'm kind of just every year i'm expecting that there's just going to be a particular number of these things happening Mm -hmm. it was the anomaly to me was george floyd that the response to it was like that because if if you look back almost every all of them were the fact that uh that eric garner didn't result in this kind of response or any any of the other any of the other victims from from police police attacks have been like this it's that's what stood out to me when it happened was I was genuinely surprised that it elicited the response that did possibly surprise my name, but oh, yeah. still surprised. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. But, well, and I, I, you know, I, I hope that the state suppression of 2020 doesn't um, prevent more protest as time goes on, you know, um, you can't keep the, you can't keep uh, what analogy am I trying to make? You can't like keep this bottled up forever because no. it is just going to be too big to. You just can't like no matter how much they try to keep it from from happening, unless they somehow find a way to make their cops stop killing black people, which it seems that the police have a really hard time not doing. They just yeah. can't stop themselves. It's like they, fucking it's candy. Cops violating the civil the civil liberties of of people and people of color and black people in particular. Oh, that that you that, say it ain't so. No way. <laughs> Absolutely no. No way. Well, and the thing is, like, I, I don't know. Um, like the 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 way that this gets suppressed, like the way protests were cracked down on so hard in 2020. Like when you crack down on protests, which is like you know a civic tra- tradition of like any democratic society is to have protests. If you start cracking down on those, like there's historical precedent of what happens when people can't protest. Then that's that's when you get like years of lead shit. You know, like that's when the only expression is is uh covert violence you know and so that's Which that's what seeing. makes me nervous yeah that's what we've makes been me nervous. seeing that this is a thing from the right uh, another thing we're not going to go into detail about it this episode was that there was a whole expose on that there are like nazi homeschooling groups that are like specifically trying to indoctrinate uh children into yeah. into this but enough um, about my childhood. Enough about <laughs> uh, yeah, Josiah. Your 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 name originally was Yosef. <laughs> no, my my parents were actually very normal. <laughs> oh, oh, Yosef, my home uh, my homeschooling experience was as normal as as uh, homeschooling experience can be. <laughs> can, can oh, Yosef, <laughs> we will teach you all about the Great Führer, and you will have a wonderful time in the classes. We I'm, will teach I... you how to couch swastikas. One, two, three. <laughs> you know that uh, that German boy from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yeah, that was Josiah. Do you think up. that's what I was like growing up? <laughs> what, he just get when does he I, get I think... stuck in the pipe? Did you go see? <laughs> did you go visit Willy Wonka's factory? Just I did. I did. How um, was it? Uh, he killed all my friends. Uh, <laughs> Turned turned one of them into a blueberry. It was pretty fucked up. It was. 
Okay. Would you say that this is primarily why you are the way you are now? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> let let me get, let me take you somewhere, guys. Let me take you somewhere. Okay. So, right. Willy Wonka. Uh huh. So okay. Willy Wonka uh, <laughs> use, uses uh, his chocolate factory in the okay. film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. He uses okay. his chocolate factory to to weed out what he uh, what he he decides are um, negative traits in children. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> so, no, no, we are not. I we are, we are absolutely, absolutely not, going not down about this road. to we're do the Nazi Nazi Willy Wonka is not a bit we are allowing on we're this show. Not, and, and, I, I and Charlie Bucket in the traditional just, film, I in the original to allow film, you to he has surprisingly Aryan no, traits. Don't you think? No, 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 no. We are not. We are not. We're not doing this. I will not. I refuse to allow you to do this. And it's it. You know, it's. I refuse to allow you to do this. I I think he's got a bold and radical interpretation of Josiah. I need you to to shut the fuck up. He uses he uses an imprisoned slave class race. Geo Wilder was a wonderfully kind man. I will not have you associate this bit with that. Anyway. And the scary tunnel. Back to the original. We have spent far more time on this than I wanted to. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> with each each second, it gets worse and worse. It, it gets worse. <laughs> anyway, I, I will I will leave this off with some words from, from uh, Nick, Nichols himself, because uh, I think that they're pretty mm. poignant. Photography helps... Uh, Photography helps me look at the world in a more creative way. It expresses me in ways I cannot write down for people. So that's the person that I think we should remember. And we should keep in mind that that's who these fucking monsters tore from the world. Anyway, Jordan Peterson. Wait, wait, what's... Oh, yeah, Jordan Peterson uh, doesn't know how to cook a steak. He, he <laughs> completely <laughs> fucked up on how to cook a steak. In a way that I... Is truly a sight to ball. That was pretty funny. Well, what was it? So what was, the, what was the cut of steak again that he was posting about? It was like a nice it was a, cut. It was a, like a very expensive cut of steak. It was a Wagyu. Oh, okay. I don't have the tweet in front of me. I can get it. Yeah. Uh, and some, well, somebody else, I take it back. It was somebody else had that steak and they asked, how do you cook this type of steak? And George Peterson quote tweeted it and was like, you got to freeze it. Yeah. <laughs> and okay, then so you have to air fry it. <laughs> the person that, that, that tweeted is, so this is a carnivore, a carnivore diet guy. Dr. Sean Baker, who oh, yeah. I would also like to let you know that he uh, he's paying for Twitter, so keep that in mind. Oh. So keep that. <laughs> so, so keep that. Keep that. This is the kind of loser that if you don't pay for Twitter, <laughs> you will always be better than the people that do. You you will have you a moral. A <laughs> you are a better human being. Speaking of which, which Mammonberg host paid for Twitter? Oh, <laughs> it was for a joke. I wasn't gonna say anything. Just like, I was just gonna. I not think I'm allowed to, to make. 
I think I'm allowed to make that jab because the reason Phil bought Twitter, for those who missed this, he changed his name to me. Like, he changed his screen name to being Josiah and changed his picture to being me, but he got a blue check, so he looks like the official me. So I think I'm allowed to jab at it since it was my identity you stole. (laughs) You committed a crime. You committed a crime, Phil. A federal (laughs) crime. An $8 federal crime. (laughs) We're sending you to the slammer. (laughs) You're going to jail. Uh, So the cut of so it's a Japanese A5 Wagyu from oh, Alpine God, Butcher, no. which seems normal. Uh, seems like a beautiful steak, honestly. It looks like I you you have no idea looking at this listener. I I encourage you to go look at this if you are not a you're not a vegan or vegetarian. This is a beautiful cut of steak. Like, yeah, it's so like let, let me put it in perspective. And and, uh, let, let me. Put it's it almost in like the ideal of what you want a Wagyu steak to look like. Yeah. Let me let me look let let's consult prices. So right now if I go on wagyushop.com okay. Um, and I get a a ribeye we're going to get we're going to purchase a a A5 wagyu beef ribeye steak. Mm-hmm. We're going to just buy one of them. It is uh let's see it's it's about 3 like 3 eighths of an inch thick approximately 10 ounces and it's Probably $149. Okay, so $149 for a steak that is probably smaller than the one that is in the picture. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so Jordan Peterson sees this this diamond. <laughs> this, this And he I, I want I want Phil to read this. <laughs> I do, can I do the voice? Oh please yeah. do the voice. Hmm. Yeah, get into it. Freeze it and then air fry it at 450 degrees. <laughs> Drain the fat, add a little water and plenty of salt into the pot for add juice, crispy on the outside, and and no more than medium internally. Okay, do not freeze a steak. Do fucking do that. (laughs) Do not do that. Especially (laughs) like a $200 steak. Rich white people be crazy, because it's like... It is a four, it, it is like $150, and the first thing, like, a, a middle-aged white man thinks is, oh, I'm gonna put this in my freezer. Just just keep it in the fridge if you're not gonna eat, eat it immediately, and eat it within the week. It's, <laughs> it's can you, can if you you're, cook, can you cook, like, a cheapo steak in an air fryer? I've never done that. You, I you was can. a culinary I, student! We, we did this. Uh, I, I we did this before because we want to make stir fry really quickly, and we wanted to experiment if we could do it. So we got like a really really cheap cut of steak. You mm. can do it. It's not like I think that you get a better result out of out of if you do it in the pan. But it's not it's like just, the like it's not you can air fry a steak, but it's pan not frying one, isn't even probably, hard. It, it shouldn't <laughs> even be. It's air not frying even the steak hard. shouldn't even be like the. Sorry, that was my phone. Um, like air frying the steak is not what you should do number one no. if you're gonna do it you need to keep an eye on it but this is not the optimal way that you should cook this this kind of meat any other meat i would say no completely fine go ahead but steak this is a particular kind of thing that yeah this is a nice cut of meat because like yeah you fucking throw some I've, I've cooked chicken thigh in the air fryer before it's good you know like you yeah, can do I've, that <laughs> i've cooked many i've cooked many many meats in the air fryer it yeah. works wonderfully except 
steak because steak I put on my cast iron pan. I pay attention to that fucker. But <laughs> this is especially with the fact that this is a Phil. How much did you say that, it, that this would cost around? So it's so for how much? Okay, so I saw that was for a ribeye, and I actually did see this cut specifically on the website. So I'm just gonna bring the website because the the other the ribeye which was smaller was 150, and I saw that cut. So l- let's see, let's see what his cut would have would have fetched about. Let let let's you know let's um let's Im- let's imbibe in it a little bit. Let let's let's figure this out. So okay, um. It could be any... Jesus Christ. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me... Let me look at the... What does that say on it? It's a strip. It should be known that if you're not familiar with what Waikyu steak is, it's a very, very expensive... It's cut of, It's a very expensive meat derived from Japanese cows. I think they're called Waikyu cows, too. Mm. They're very... Um, and the, they're not... They're they're very specific breeding conditions. You have yes. to be authorized as a wagyu seller to even like make sure okay, that this yeah, stuff no, is it, authentic. Th- this comes from from four principal Japanese breeds of beef cattle. Uh, they have been bred to have a very specific kind of a very specific kind of food. like that marbling mm-hmm. is so specific to wagyu. So if if he's spending like okay so if he's going all out and that's kobe like if that's if that's this if that's a strip that's also kobe which is also a5 wagyu but it's like a kobe beef strip of wagyu that could cost him 329 dollars and you want to freeze this and air fry it and if it's if it's the steak I'm looking at here, it would cost it could cost him three hundred and twenty nine dollars. If it's because I found another cut that kind of looks like it, kinda it's it's a it's also kind of a strip loin that would cost a hundred and eighty nine dollars. The the cheapest possible steak this could be is like the hundred and forty nine dollar like cacania cut. Okay, so so we're looking at a hundred and fifty to. 400 is like the price that's range the, that, that's, that's the range of, of this is real wagyu like this is real japanese wagyu import. oh yeah he had to get like probably a certificate with it like it comes with a certificate yes this isn't I, you don't know how how mad this makes me that this is how you would treat you would treat this me this is disrespectful to the fucking cow well i think what's so interesting this is a old mammonberg bit we talked about this forever ago but like the people online who make their personality how like cool they are for eating lots of meat also seem incapable of cooking meat correctly oh my god God, i remember i remember this the meat the meat people because they were afraid that joe biden was coming after their meat yeah it was like a freak out around that time um yeah this was like a really old episode but like we were pointing out there was like it was like clearly like microwaved steaks that they were taking pictures of and stuff. It was so funny. Like, you know, I feel like if you're going to make meat your personality, which is already like a weird decision, but if you're going to do it, you should be able to fucking cook it correctly, right? It, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like people have made their personalities so much around like culture, like not all people, but people online have made their identities around culture war issues. 
rather than like their actual interests. Cause it's pretty fucking clear from what Jordan Peterson just said. He does not like cooking and that's fine. <laughs> you know, like it's fine if you're not like a cooking guy, but if suddenly the fucking culture war has forced you to be like, Oh, I know how to, I know how to cook a steak. We got to, you, you know, marinate it, it and, you got to marinate it in soy sauce and throw it in the oven for two hours. You know, like that's because th- that was the thing. The The comments for that were also hilarious because they were like batshit. There was, man, there was some recipe that was talking about like cooking it in soy sauce and then also salting it. It was like, man, that <laughs> sounds like the saltiest thing I've ever had. Why would you ever <laughs> do? See, yeah, I if you're going to make that, my thing is that I'm the meat guy. I, I love meat. All I do is eat meat, all kinds of meat, and I don't want the, the woke left to to say anything about it. You better fucking know how to cook that meat, otherwise I'm going to make fun of you, you dipshit. Uh, the culture war is awesome. <laughs> well, like, that's we, the whole thing. We, we like, live in hell. The, the whole, I think it's dying down now, but there was the whole culture war freak out about gas stoves over like the last oh, month. Have you guys god. seen that? Oh my god. So, I, let me tell you, yeah, let me tell that you was, I still have, have, so what this comes from was that there was a paper that just said, oh yeah, no, it's releasing like these, these fumes, probably not a good thing. We should keep an eye on it. And like, all it was, was a, was we should keep an eye on this thing and possibly, you know, Maybe at some point in the future we should try to you know make sure that we this will be something that will be or something yeah yeah sure. that we'll put the, it'll be like an eventual goal of like facing them out because of the harmful fumes that will come from it and they may not be as efficient yada yada just a it was a recommendation not a policy decision and yet I I the amount of weirdo conservatives on Facebook and Twitter and throughout the entire internet posting about how they fucking love their gas stove. It was so bizarre because, like, I kept forgetting that was the culture war issue of the day, and then we'll just pop up out of nowhere like a jump scare. There was like this, there was like this video, and I forgot that this was the culture war thing, and it was like this, uh, it was like a TikTok or something where she was like, uh, "How to be a how to be gangster in 2023." Oh, oh yeah, and then it was like her like cooking. uh, Also, by the way, terrible eggs. Back to the whole bad cooking thing. They were like. They were like, um, if you made a, a like over easy egg, but it was like, I guess over hard, you know, it just like was like cooked all the way through, no yolk. She or fucked anything. up those eggs. Those eggs were <laughs> horrifying. Very fucked up eggs. But um, she's like, how to be gangster, and it was like just her using the gas stove. And I had completely forgotten this was a culture war thing, so I watched the video like five times, like trying to figure out like, wait, what's gangster about this? <laughs> like really baffled and then it dawned it me, on me yeah like for me it took me a second like wait a minute like, what are you what are you talking about oh and no it's, the it's stove about gas stoves i also because... want to point out something that that uh that someone pointed out to me um uh on twitter uh twitter user uh uh slander meeples or uh the grad guy but brothers did nothing wrong oh yeah yeah where they pointed out that this person nearly died from not drinking water with a <laughs> yes, diet yes, of, yes, yes, yes. Of, of meat and gamer, uh, gamer fuel. <laughs> this, this person, um, I'm blanking on her name right now, but she's, she's become Melody Mack. That's right. She's been the main character on Twitter a couple times. Cause she's like alternative health guru. And well, so she was on a, a gamer. 
she was on a kick for a oh while. Oh my god, that of, lady? Yeah, oh. she, she was on a kick for a while saying that um that like the health establishment is is overselling how much water you need oh my god yes she went to the she went to the hospital and they put three big bags of iv fluid into her because of severe dehydration that's all saline they just pumped her full of saline because she was so dehydrated yeah let me tell you something so i i want so there's a pizzeria by my school yeah uh, for anybody who wants to kill me in person, I currently go to Brookdale Community College. Feel free to okay. take a shot, asshole. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and there is a, um, there is a pizzeria, like, right, 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 like, I, I want to say, like, ten minutes out. That is, like, fairly easy to get to. It's just, like, driving on a straight road. So I go in there. And, of course, you know, what else would be playing on, like, uh, the the pizzeria isn't owned by Italians. I believe they're Slavic of some kind, which makes it more confusing. That's awesome. In New Jersey, pizzerias are owned by actually a surprising <laughs> breadth you, of, you like, want a pizza, of yes. guy. <laughs> no, literally. You want a pizza, yes. You want, you want, you want slice? You want what kind? <laughs> like, see, that's the, that's what's crazy about New Jersey is, yeah, a lot of pizzerias are Italian-owned, but, like, <laughs> the ones that aren't are, like, either, like, what's Greek a Russian people. Because, like, Russian recipes are always, like, we put some beets in milk. We <laughs> <They> put beets <laughs> in milk. You drank? <laughs> like, what is a fucking Russian pizza? It's just, like... I immersion right. blends the beets uh, into a slurry. I, I see that there is there's something called a Russian reindeer. No, it is a <laughs> Russian not, far not, north. I don't want to go here. I don't want to. I don't want to live this. Anyway, on, so this. I walk like? in there. You know, I freaking walk in there. Well, it looks like and, bacon. We'll see if you put like bacon on it. Oh, okay. Anyway, anyway, okay. I need so, a bacon pizza. You walk in there, and like the guy at the counter, he's like. He's listening to Fox News, and yeah. I I haven't I haven't sat down to listen to like I don't you know even as a journalism major I can't like will myself into like watching Fox News just to understand the conservative ethos. I just no I don't want to die or I don't want to die that early from like a stress heart attack or something like I, I just don't want to do it. Yeah, especially not eating something like pizza where. I don't think I want to raise my blood pressure while I'm No, it's like it's yeah, specific, oh, specifically Russian pizza since it's probably just like milk and cabbage. <laughs> so, so you know, you're there and you're like, a pizza, okay. Yes. So like Sorry. So the the Fox News hosts were talking about of course what else would they be talking about? Fucking gas stoves and trans people. It's like the only thing they yeah, know how right. to talk about these days. I hate this world. I hate it so much. <laughs> so this is so fucking stupid. They're, they're talking about, they're talking about like trans. First off, they were making the stove argument and the trans argument in the same sentence because their formulation is that science refutes both transgenderism and the obsolescence of gas stoves. So. Hmm. You see, uh, science, biology, uh, words that we're saying right now refute whatever bullshit the liberals are spewing. And also, it would be unwoke to get rid of gas stoves because Chinese people use them to make, like, food in walks. So, like, 
I'm sitting there. They like they were like actually, uh, we're not to sound liberal, but like, that's racist against Chinese people. And like, I, I I don't know how people watch Fox News because it's like they have three arguments that they just repeat ad nauseum, and it's yeah. just like I just I just I couldn't imagine. I just couldn't imagine sitting there have and you like, ever, listening like, sat to it. Down and watched a Tucker Carlson episode, like the whole episode. It hurts. I can't get yeah. through a whole one. It feels like it feels like you could use it as a torture tactic. It yeah, is well, so... it, <laughs> it works as one for me because sometimes Kelly will like throw it on out of curiosity, and I'll be like doing dishes, and I will literally have to be like. No, I, no, I need you to turn this off. <laughs> like, I think it was uh, it was after uh, uh, what's her face got elected in Italy. Uh, George oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was she put on the Tucker episode about that, and I I was getting so mad because he was just lying. Like it wasn't just like oh he's twisting his facts for his bias. It was him being like. They're only calling her a fascist because, uh, you know, she supports traditional family values and stuff. Like, and it's oh, like, no. Well, yeah, oh, no. That, there, that and also, like, affiliating <laughs> with youth fascist parties in college. Or, yeah, that, that, there's a very specific reason why people call her that. <laughs> they can't, they, like, they're only calling me a fascist because they can't dispute my ideology. My ideology is just, it's too, it's too brainy for them. Sir, what's your ideology? I believe the Jews should die. <laughs> <laughs> now, sir, what would you call this ideology? <laughs> Nazism. <laughs> I like Hitler. And that's, and that's how my interview with Kanye West went. Yeah, I'm gonna cut you saying all that. Out of <laughs> oh no! I'm, I have end now it, a clip of you saying I it, like Hitler. So imagine just deleting all I of the context and saying, career. like bleeping it all out, and then just me saying, and that's how my interview with Kanye West went. You can, fill anything. <laughs> you can put anything in there. Anywho. <laughs> Completely unrelated to this, I have loaded up the Wikipedia page for Russian dishes to find up to think of funnier ideas of Russian pizza. So I'm having a blast. Funnier ideas of Russian pizza. Uh, Yes, would you like some uh, some salmon loaf? When I looked up Russian pizza on on Google, I did get I did get a. Hold on, let me see what this this is. This is a regional. Okay, that looks. Cousin, want some salmon loaf? Okay, no fish on pizza. Yeah, no, the it's called makba. Makba. <laughs> I'm gonna send a picture of this so that you can you can see what this what this looks like. Um, this is a great thing to do on a audio uh, on an audio. Yeah, I'm format. glad we're doing this. How um, did we get like here? a podcast? Because you can look at things while you do this. Oh my god! <laughs> describe this. Oh, describe that's this like. Audience. That makes my like New Jersey pizza sense. It makes it feel wrong. It makes it yeah. So, it looks it wrong. wrong. This looks like it should not exist. Yeah, that looks it, like it, it looks like it a sandwich. It basically looks like you got um you got a pizza here with miscellaneous greens. I'm not quite sure what those are. They don't look cooked. Kind of sprinkled on top of it. You got some some peppers, some yellow peppers there, and then just like what looks like just minnows. <laughs> <laughs> it's like stacked on top of it. <laughs> a 
cousin, I found the fish. You want put it on pizza? Yes. <laughs> put it on... They're also not in, like, is... consistent. They're, like, cut up in different cuts as well. You're <sighs> cut up into different cuts. I- I'm sure that you could do that. I'm sure you could commit murder if you wanted to. You could, <laughs> technically. This uh, is horrifying. I don't like how this looks. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm sure there's some good Russian food, but um, I'm. I'm not down the, for this pizza. Yeah, the Russian sense of the culinary sensibilities do not line up with my own. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think in part because I'm not. Um, I'm not a huge fish guy generally. With exception, I like fish, but I don't care for fish on pizza. No, no, that is no. It's just it's gross. like two different textures. Like it feel bad. Yeah, it doesn't. The te- it's like it's, it's the reason for why I don't like pineapple on pizza. It's just the textures and flavors to me just kind of don't go with what a pizza no. is supposed to be. Okay, okay. Kelly is the most chaotic person about pineapple on pizza because she loves pineapple on pizza, but it's not. And and I I don't like it. I'll suck it up and eat it, but I don't like it. But she'll order a pizza that's, like, just a pineapple pizza. Like, just a cheese pizza with pineapple on it. That's disgusting. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it, I, like, when she fir- I first saw her order one of those, I was just like, that is, like, the most chaotic thing. Because <laughs> it's not like, oh, a Hawaiian pizza. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> with ham and, yeah. Yeah, like, because I can understand the ham goes with the pineapple. And so maybe, yes, you know, maybe it's not my favorite combo on a pizza, but I see how you get there. But no, if it's just marinara cheese and pineapples. <laughs> I, Josiah, I hope that you pick the pineapple off of the pizza. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, we don't order this. Usually. This is if she's ordering her own pizza anymore. I'm not. <laughs> and I'm that not one just... that will be, it will be shared. No, I'm not like, yes, yes, honey, we'll get the pineapple pizza again. I, I want to make that beat now of uh, Josiah. It's, it's, it's five o'clock. Wi- it's time for pineapple withered. pizza. It's withered me eating. Oh, my God. Eating pineapple pizza. Yes, dear. Oh, my God. But, I, I have had her do that, though, where she'll order. She's ordered a pepperoni pizza with pineapple before, and it'll be like when I'm away for a day or something, and I'll come home, and I'm like, oh, cool, pepperoni pizza. And I take a bite, and I'm like, god damn it. Do you not look at the pizza <laughs> before you take a bite? Do you just see pizza and then just bite into it? I love pizza. I was... <laughs> no, I didn't look that hard, because, you know, I... <laughs> Let me tell you, sweet stuff, not a fun surprise when you're biting into pizza. I... <laughs> <laughs> if you're not expecting it anyway yeah oh god oh I'm, I, uh, I'm we're not getting justice but there's also been some developments in AI art I've been trying to eat, create religious imagery from it which oh. looks fucking horrifying we're not gonna talk about it but that's what I am pausing to do right now because I'm saying that we should burn this does you want to talk about AI I'll always talk about no it. no I don't want to talk about AI for art you don't want to talk about AI. Uh, all I all I can mention is unlimited butlerian. Uh, so okay. my question, my question. Uh, okay. My oh. question for like the so jackal does doesn't the AI creating images of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ prove that Jesus truly is present in all things, like the scriptures say? Yes, but, but 
Fuck you. No, we're not. I'm not not going down this road. I am not. I am not. No, I refuse. I am not going down this road. See, if 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 Christ is present in some form in in all world religions and ideas, even in the smallest form, doesn't that prove us right? Are you trying to Jesus toast AI art? Yeah, he is. (laughs) Jesus toast AI. Fellas, fellas, it's it's remarkable that it can it, it creates this this blurry image of like I don't know a vaguely heaven like realm. I don't I don't I don't fucking know. Oh, okay. I I love Eddie. AI art because it's like I love the dudes who make AI porn because it's usually like they're like I'm making like AI hentai and I'm like. And I'm yeah, like, that... what's the? I want a computer to generate my idea of what it's like to be horny. <laughs> Amazing losers. I'm I'm glad you brought this up, Phil, because this was this has been the other big discourse lately. Has been, you know, people who are like, man, people aren't even going to want to date women anymore because of these AI generated uh pictures of hot women and it's like okay yeah but you zoom in and it's like she's got like 16 fingers (laughs) yeah her like her knees bent out of place she looks like the deadest eyes yeah like a chiropractic appointment that'd be great they stud off my uncanny valley sense in my brain and make me it feels like i'm in a cronenberg like i'm in a cronenberg-esque body horror movie and something horrifying is about is about to happen to me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> something horrible is about to happen that will be thematic about human sexuality that's that that's what i feel is about to happen when i look at those images but i i don't i don't want to talk about this do you know what i want to talk about no wait before before we do that before you and then we'll talk about it i just wanted to say there was a tweet that made me laugh okay. um what was it tweet? was uh zoomer raised on ai porn asking their partner to put on extra fingers <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was all. <laughs> that's that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> okay, now you can talk about Okay. You know what I do want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Talk, talk about, about moving. About, about what? I, I want to talk about Warhammer 40k. War, Warhammer 40k. Warhammer 40k. Alright. Or Warhammer 40,000. Well, Jackal, how do you, as a broke college student, um, how do you afford all 40k of Warhammer? Now, so... How do you make it work? I I guess this is something to begin with. So, Warhammer is a tabletop game. It originally started as Warhammer Fantasy, and Warhammer 40k itself originally began as Rogue Traders, which, when they initially began, they were like a mix of tabletop wargaming and RPGs, and then over time, they became more and more wargaming specific and rpgs were sort of floated out and were licensed out to like other rpg specific companies like fantasy flight so they are notoriously very very expensive owning like a complete army from warhammer which is produced by the uh by the brits on turf island uh games workshop 
uh, <laughs> if I look up the most expensive, most expensive Warhammer model, uh, and e- okay, yeah. So this is a Tau one. This is two hundred and forty-two dollars for this. This the squig off is four hundred and seventy-three. I look for what is the absolute most expensive. The Tyranid Bio Titan is $484. Uh, oh, no, that is not... Okay, no, yeah. Well, they also, if you're getting something that is not as... Uh, if you're getting something that is not produced directly by Games Workshop and is by a subsidiary like Forge World, in which case <laughs> that is being imported from the UK over to the US. For mm-hmm. example, this Warlord Titan is 2000 $2,079. Jesus Christ. And this is just individual models collecting entire armies. That's, you know, that's like a you. Japanese A5 Wagyu. <laughs> that's it, that's it not is. surprising. That's true. Though, that's, that's around <laughs> the price of, but can you paint? Can you paint the, the this little, the, this little, uh, oh my this God. Wagyu steak and, and play, <laughs> and play war with your friends with it? I think not. <laughs> so, so I, I the sh- hobby of Warhammer itself is wargaming. That is not what I'm into, mostly because that is far too expensive for me right now. Yeah, right. Uh, I I cannot afford this as a as a as a broke college student. I could never afford something like a hobby like this. It is so, and this is not even to say like the the models themselves and then the paint. Um, and if you want a full army, you have to collect more. And if you want to play multiple armies, you have to collect more models. If you want specific models, you have to get them from Forge World, or you'll have to uh, kit bash them, which means buying older models or getting something custom made. It is expensive, but I will. Uh, I'll ask the both of you. What do you guys know about Warhammer? Nothing. So I know that um, this is my favorite piece of Warhammer lore because I don't know a lot, but I know I know a few things, and the only thing I really know about is the orcs. Now I love the orcs because like like me they are a collective of stupid people and through <laughs> through sheer ignorance because in Warhammer 40k the the orcs are so profoundly ignorant yes. that they they actually become capable of great like physical and like psychic feats mechanical that... power that like like if they believe because they that believe the, the thing that like if they're holding a piece of scrap that looks vaguely like a gun and they're like by the laws of mechanics this should not function if they're like hmm this gun, like gun will serve so me well in combat and they point and fire at something with conviction it's it's going to shoot a bullet there's a there's a little anecdote that i want to before i get to the lore proper which is what i'm going to be talking about i i was getting into warhammer lore because i was going insane last semester uh getting ready for this being my last year at college uh i was going insane and i needed something to keep me not insane and this ended up being warhammer lore in which case i started listening to audiobooks and videos and reading things just going for months and it still hasn't stopped it's still going i need help but (laughs) now because of that i need to i need to like share this with other people because i now know it's like when i was getting into halo and i needed to talk to people about it then i know so much now i kind of need to I need to release this information somehow, and so this is going to be the venue in which I do it. All right, release. Also, before you release, I do want to point out that Phil said that he was a collective. Yes, I don't think I, that got fully addressed. We we're going to have to address that 
at some point that Phil is a collective. <laughs> I, I am a collective of single-celled organism. Every time I do a funny voice, it is actually a different single-celled organism. <laughs> you are, it's you a are separate a rebellious neuron. <laughs> you know, that actually would make a lot of sense. Yeah. If you, yeah, look at it if Phil's braided synapses in a civil war. Just like... <laughs> It looks like the Chinese. If you look at if you look at the 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 map, like the brain map of, of Phil's neurons, it looks like the Chinese Civil War. <laughs> Various warlords that You're sound like, like him, like doing a Jordan Peterson impression. <laughs> the Boxer Rebellion's in there somewhere. I have it's somewhere in there. So there there's there's a but if you look, there's there's it's there. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read out a specific thing to you from the. This is a, a quote that is. It's the intro that's in every Black Library book. It, Black Library is the publishing subsidiary of uh, Games Workshop. This is where all their books and lore. That's where all of Yo, that. Yeah, Jackal. Novels, I didn't anthologies. know Warhammer was woke. Well, well uh, we're not gonna talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. That's <laughs> we're we're not going to that. Man, just like that. That super woke company, Wizards of the Coast. Uh, uh, no. Uh, to, to the intro. The intro. <clears throat> it is the 41st millennium. For more than a hundred centuries, the Emperor has sat immobile on the golden throne of Earth. He is the master of mankind by the will of the gods, and master of a million worlds by the might of, in, of his inexhaustible armies. He is a rotting carcass, writhing invisibly with power from the dark age of technology. He is the carrion lord of the Imperium for whom a thousand souls are sacrificed every day so that he may never truly die. Yet even in his deathless state, the Emperor continues his eternal vigilance. Mighty battle fleets cross the demon-infested miasma of the warp, the only route between distant stars, their way lit by the Astronomicon, the psychic manifestation of the Emperor's will. Vast armies give battle in his name on uncounted worlds. Greatest amongst his soldiers are the Adeptus Astartes, the Space Marines, bioengineered super warriors. Their comrade, their comrades in arms are Legion, the Imperial Guard, and countless planetary defense forces. The ever vigilant Imperium and the tech priests of the Adeptus Mechanicus, to name only a few. But for all of their multitudes, they are barely enough to hold off the ever-present threat from aliens, heretics, mutants, and worse. To be a man in such times is to be one amongst untold billions. It is to live in the cruelest and most bloody regime imaginable. These are the tales of those times. Forget the power of technology and science, for so much has been forgotten, never to be relearned. Forget the promise of progress and understanding, for in the grim, dark future there is only war. There is no peace amongst the stars, only an eternity of carnage and slaughter, and the laughter of thirsting gods. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Most metal intro ever. God so, That's so, so tell me about tell me about this emperor guy because there are a lot of dank Christian memes about the Warhammer 40k emperor. <laughs> Boy, are there! Okay, so no better place to start other than humanity because humans have made the setting, so humans get a lot of attention. Okay, so the emperor, or as he is referred to in 40k, the God Emperor of Mankind. 
The emperor, his origins are murky. He, we know that from a book that I think was called The Master of Mankind, which was published in the Horse Heresy book series. We'll get to the Horse Heresy. Um, the emperor is a perpetual, meaning that he's immortal, effectively. He's also the most powerful human psychic and probably the most powerful psychic in existence. Uh, he has the capabilities to uh, reshape human minds, to do things. Like he's, for all intents and purposes, he has the power of like what a what a god would have. Except he's also like a Reddit atheist, and he hates religion. <laughs> he also, by the time of the forty first millennium, he becomes the the de- the main deity, the the sole deity of the state religion of the Imperium of Mankind. Interesting. So, from what is it, he probably emerged somewhere around Anatolia in the Paleolithic era, I believe. Either the Paleolithic, either the Paleolithic or Neolithic era, and he's been around for forever. He's been there, shaped history, done this and that. He, I, th- it's implied that he was George. Uh, he was Saint George slaying the dragon when he fought something called the Void Dragon which was an aspect of a star vampire turned into a metal god called a Catan Interesting. that landed on Earth. And somehow during the medieval period, he locked this void dragon underneath Mars. Don't ask me how, they never elaborate how he does that. Well, you know, in St. George and the Dragon, it seems like uh, <laughs> they seem to have scaled it up a little bit. You know. It's a little scaled up, yeah. Uh, he also may have been Julius Caesar. Uh-huh. Yeah, he might have been. You can't really kill him, at least through conventional means. He's kind of dead right now, but also not. But also he is. But he is also a living corpse. Uh... Huh? So, the the historical figures that the Emperor might have been, it's, it's kind of exhaustive of... <sighs> he could have been basically any historical figure throughout human history. Can he change his face yes he can his psychic oh. his his appearance can change depending on how don't, who is looking at him don't don't tell me that he was jesus don't they i think no. that in the early lord that was that was heavily implied but now it's kind of been pushed off especially oh. with the fact that one of his i think it's i forget the first name but a key guy in the horse heresy who's another perpetual he is a uh, Catholic, which is like a corruption of Catholic, and he's implied that he knew Jesus, and he doesn't well, like. Well, he the knew very Jesus much. personally and hates the emperor. That's very funny. Yeah, so it he probably was not Jesus. Uh, thank God, thank you, thank you for that one consolation, Warhammer Forty K. He may have been other people though. Oh, uh, I don't care. I, if he was fucking. I Julius think he, they imply that he might have been Peter. Huh. <laughs> Oh, for sure. <laughs> he, he was moonlighting as Peter, the first apostle. And also, like, I'm Julius Caesar at the same time, bitch. I'm playing both sides. He might have been Julius Caesar. He might have been Alexander the Great. Which which makes that interaction with Diogenes even funnier, that, like, Diogenes is just sitting there like, get out of my fucking sunlight, bro. And it's like, you're, you know you're speaking with, the like, an immortal god king of, like, humanity, and he's just like, I don't care. He may have been. He may have been. I. 
it's they go he back and forth if they want. Don't even fucking tell me he was Dio- Diogenes because that makes that interaction. No, he's confusing. thankfully they have never applied. Diogenes is too cool to be the emperor. The emperor is kind of a wet blanket. Uh, he's but, kind of a wet blanket. Yeah, I'm he's kind of a dick. Impression. And you'll see this as we go. So the emperor was he was around for like super long time. Uh, massive, you know, psychic influencing humanity, but humanity eventually, like, we go to the stars, we begin colonizing, we terraform Mars, we do the whole thing that, you know, the typical sci-fi thing that humans do in that time. And this begins something known as either the golden age of humanity or the dark age of technology, depending on who you talk to, which was this long period of time where humanity, you know, develops... So the warp is like a... The warp is a... is a alternate dimension in the world of Warhammer. It is a alternate universe that is that lies parallel to the material world. It is called the immaterium. And it's also the primary way the faster than light travel goes. You have to basically create like a you're cutting from one space in the warp to the other. The warp is also super heavy. Mm. Like there's there's something called a Geller field. And if that's off, you basically have you ever seen the movie Event Horizon? Yes. Uh, no, I've not. How have you not seen that? <laughs> it's a very chunky movie. Don't watch if you if you're if you've eaten something in the last. Don't it, minutes, it's don't it, watch if, the extended. If you're sensitive, time. it will make you lose your appipite. Yeah, no, I I I've seen the um God diatribe, but I I've seen like the scenes that they took out of the movie because they were like, yeah, this is too bad, and I'm like, I was looking at it and I was like, oh my God, yeah, that that kind of does seem like what hell would be like to me because there are like scenes where like somebody's spines like ripped out of their body and like maggots are crawling on their spine while also they're wrapped in barbed wire while also like their their muscles separated into like four different pieces and the prosthetics are really good so you're sitting there like in the like the bonus scenes they couldn't include because they were like guys we couldn't get this past well anyone yeah, that and sounds it, cool. I'd watch it, this. It looks like an upside down can of marinara, and I'm just like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm sold. A, I'm sold. What a film! It's, anyway, Jack, it, Jack, if, okay. if you if you want an example of how it basically, the warp is the primary way of faster than light travel. It's also super ultra mega hell. So how does the warp is the is the ultra mega hell in there somewhere? Like you kind of oh, gotta, it's like, the whole thing. Around. It's the whole thing. It's you the whole get thing. The, well, you know, they say the the path to Mars is paved with hell. I think they say this specifically about Elon Musk. But Yeah, they say this off all the time. <laughs> but yeah, so the warp is super ultra mega hell. It's also where it's called the Sea of Souls because this is where like the soul is like your like the is your psychic presence in the warp. And to be a psyker means that you can manipulate the warp to to your will. So that's what it like. That psychic basically means that you you can do magic, and the magic is through the warp. So human humanity goes through you know its golden age. It colonizes a bunch of planets. It has this huge massive federation. Uh, lots of cool shit is made. Yada yada. Uh, you know it, it's the golden age of humanity, and then we make AI. Uh, called the Men of Iron, and everything goes to shit. Um, there's a massive war with them, uh, where we have to ally with a bunch of aliens to try to take them out. And then, I believe it is because of the birth of Slanesh, who's one of the Chaos Gods, that a ton of warp storms happened. And humanity was, throughout the entire throughout the entire galaxy, humanity was cut off from everyone. And there was, there was no communication, everything went to shit. 
Earth, which at this point relied on resources from the other colonies and planets, fell into something called, it was ruled by these people called Techno Barbarians, which is such a cool name. It was basically Mad Max. That's pretty cool. Uh, it was Mad Max when the Emperor, who was on Earth, then called Terra, decided, okay, I need to step in and do some shit. So then he stepped in uh, as the Emperor of Mankind. We don't really know his name. He was with this cadre of other perpetuals and these uh, his personal bodyguards called the Custodes, who are uh, genetically augmented super soldiers. And he took over Earth with the help of other genetically augmented super soldiers called the Thunder Warriors, except they were kind of psychopaths who were Mm -hmm. super strong and had a tendency to go into blood rages and just keep killing and killing and killing. So not really, not really what he wanted at the time, but you work with what you have. Gotcha. So he does that. This is called the unification wars. Mars devolves into a techno. It's a cult that worships something called the machine God. So they believe that the machine, there's, there's two aspects of the machine God. Well, technically three, they have a Holy Trinity, if you will, where they believe Mm. that there is the machine God, the Omnissiah, and then the machine spirits. The machine God is the, is, is, is the, is the God of, of the, what it would imply of all machines and technically all, all organic matter as well. The Omnissiah is the physical manifestation of the, of the machine God and the machine spirits are the literal, like every machine has a spirit in it that you got to placate. Josiah, that microphone that you're holding. Yeah. That's a spirit of it. Oh, you gotta, and you got, if you want that to work, you've got to, Everything about maintenance, forget that shit. You know what you gotta do? You gotta get some some uh, some oils. You have to get some uh, some smoke, and you've got to start, you know, making benedictions to it so that it can. Oh it can yeah, get, yeah. You gotta you gotta like you, in order to repair something, you have to preach to the machine. Yeah, I mean, my understanding of technology, this kind of lines up with it anyway. <laughs> so I we kinda... we we know where you where you would be. Yeah, I think I'd land that because I don't know. Have you ever had to try to fucking fix a computer it's very annoying <laughs> it does it is almost a religious it, act it is you're just like i know this hasn't worked the last four times but i'm gonna try but maybe it'll work this time <laughs> it is it, and their big thing is like you know augmentation you know removing the flesh is weak the machine is strong so the highest tech priests have are more machine than human except they don't like ai because of the whole ai try to kill, kill humanity thing so they everything has to be made with a human brain in it. So no matter how how far you go with augmentation, you have to at least have like a human nervous system there. Because mm-hmm. otherwise then oh no, you're an AI. We have to kill you. You're an abominable intelligence. An abominable intelligence. Abominable intelligence. So the Emperor makes a bunch of sons uh with like in test tubes called the Primarchs to lead his his super army of space marines that he's making uh with something called like a gene seed it goes wrong there's a warp storm the chaos gods spin them out into the warp and suffice it to say uh the emperor's a really bad dad and fucks up multiple times with his children to the point where there's something called the horse heresy where half of his children uh go to war with him burn half of the galaxy and it ends with him uh, almost dying and having to be entombed on the Golden Throne, which has been keeping him in a state between life and death, where they have to sacrifice a thousand psychers a day to him, every day, so that 
mm. it can keep running and he can keep that Ashurbanipal light up. Because if not, then a bunch of demons are going to spill out from the Golden Throne and destroy Earth. And then, without an Astrodobicon, warp travel in the warp will be impossible, because the Astrodobicon is also the fucking lighthouse for human ships. <laughs> That's awesome. I've explained like 10% of the lore, by the way. This is oh, not even 10%. Yeah. This I'm is, assuming it, this is the tip of the iceberg for this this is This is just about one faction. The thing you should know is that Warhammer 40k has so much lore, because it's been developed on since the 80s. Yeah. So there's a ton of lore that just doesn't make sense anymore, but a lot of it has a a massive amount of, of lore because it's been multiple people iterating on this stuff over time through multiple, you know, iterations and ideations. We you should do a segment every episode starting now where you just do one short fun fact uh, uh that like it you know play a little jingle and it's like a Warhammer fun fact. I should do that. <laughs> I, I did you did you know that that orcs are all a gender funguses? Hmm. <laughs> mm. oh, that's kind of cool. That would be that, that's a fun idea. So that so any 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 questions uh, about? I'll I'll summarize some of the races so so that it can be that we haven't just talked about the emperor and his dumbass parenting abilities that have resulted in the, in the galaxy being a clusterfuck. Well. I don't know. I like the orcs being a fungus. I don't think enough media engages with the fact that funguses are kind of weird. I think that's a thing more more media could explore. That's you true. Know? With the last of us, we might be weird. getting more. Yeah, I mean, like, so, like, Annihilation, like the the Area X books. I, I wouldn't yeah. say they're they're not about funguses, but like, I want a book a bit like that that's about fungus, though. I think that you know he was on the right track. Funguses are creepy. Yeah, fungus they is are creepy, creepy because it's literally nature's secret third thing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it really it's, is. Yeah. It's 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 the it's the mysterious third thing from animals and plants. Yeah, because God God was like, listen, you can eat it, but it's not a plant. It's but also it's also can kill and, you, and it's not always it's not always edible. Well, because you you've got fungus, right? And fungus yeah. is both the thing that grows your little mushrooms that you might put on a pizza. And it's mm -hmm. also like, uh, an like entire a, a colonial network of underground <laughs> weird shit that could kill you. Yeah. yeah. It's also, they also, have, like, a, they also yeah. have a hive mind. So my favorite, my favorite example of scary fungus is like that, that like fucking X-Files episode where it's like, huh, we're all having th weird occurrences. What's going on? And then they wake up and it's like, oops, it was fungus the whole time. That's awesome. Um, but aside from that, I don't, uh, do you have any, do you have any Warhammer questions, Phil? Uh, so my Warhammer question. <laughs> okay. It's a very simple question. Uh, okay. Are there Warhammers in Warhammer? There are, in fact, Warhammers in Warhammer. I and would what, hope so. I mean, does it get a special bonus class of weaponry? Because it's like, look at there us. Is, the there is a specific like hammer in Warhammer. Not no no not in not in Warhammer 40k. Warhammer Fantasy. There is a there is a titular Warhammer, but in Warhammer 40k, it's Big hammers are just kind of a thing that your space marine can have. Right, right. It's a little, it's a little disappointing, isn't it? I mean, why, but why even go with the warhammer for this? I know. Oh. Okay, so just uh, call uh, it forty k. 
They should just call it 40k, exactly. So I'm going to go over some of the factions uh, in very quick succession. So in the Imperium of Man, you've got the Sisters of Battle or the Adeptus Aratas, nuns with guns. Nuns Hell with guns, yeah. what? I'm on their uh, side. They're yeah, a bunch of, different, bunch of different ordos uh, of, of Sisters of Battle, basically uh, a hyper-religious zealot, mus- uh, muscular nuns with guns, basically. Nice. The Adeptus Custodes. Uh, they're the bodyguards of the Emperor. They're bigger, smarter, deadlier than a Space Marine and even a Primarch. Don't ask me what a Primarch is. Uh, it's a place where I buy clothes sometimes. Exactly. Uh, crafted, they're crafted directly from the Emperor's own genes and the, the way of developing them. Basically, you got to start from, from infancy. The Adeptus Mechanicus. Uh, machine cult. Worships technology. Uh, cyborg, cybernetic uh, servitors, which are either convicts who have been turned into machine slaves, or they are clones that have been made with with basically no consciousness and just have like the the basic network of a of a of a nervous system, and then you make that into a, a, sh- a cyborg slave. Okay. They're led by uh, a cadre of tech priests. Everyone in the machine, in, in the, the Adeptus Mechanicus, is a tech priest. Uh, lots of different stages of what uh, what their flesh sack will be in relation to the sy- synthetic metal that they're trying to, you know, mesh onto them. Right. Uh, they worship, they do worship the Emperor as the Omnissiah. The Astro Militarum, or the Imperial Guard. Basically, imagine World War One and Two tactics, but with billions of soldiers oh shit in in one regiment like they're the way that they get around it is that they have they will do just you're being overwhelmed with bodies they will win a battle by the sheer attrition because they have more humans than you than any other any other army has of its own forces so they can just keep throwing people at a problem until eventually it's solved it's, That's great. That sounds like a sound tactic. They, I'm sure nobody gets has, has, killed think, superfluously. The Imperium has, I believe, a billion planets. That's too many planets. Just well, they do something called exterminatus. So if they believe it, a, a planet has been lost, they'll just blow up the planet through some means. Either they'll virus bomb it, or they'll nuke it, or something. They'll all right. No, you gotta call watch on this planet, so you just destroy it. Sound strategy, fellas. You know when it looks like you're losing, just genocide an entire. Now they don't do that person. often because that's not a very sustainable way of keeping an empire together. If you just keep destroying planets. I don't. I mean, Jackal, have you ever had to destroy a planet? I mean, I'm sure it's sad for the guy pressing the big explosion button. Well, often it's actually pretty fun, but you ever the feel next how one, the or, great or, genocide machine? You know, oh, maybe the guy who presses if, the button feels exi- bad. Josiah, do you remember that Dune quote about like that that where they compare like the the casualty rates to like World War Two? No, wait, no, I think that's in the seat. That's in 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 Dune Messiah, I think. Uh, Basically, the Imperium commits a genocide a day, basically. Oh, that's great. Like, in terms of... They, I should also say, the, the Imperium is xenocidal. They are massive xenophobes. They believe that, hum, that the galaxy belongs to humanity, and humanity alone, and every other alien species needs to get the fuck out of the way. You know, I, I can vibe with that. 
I I do not vibe with that. <laughs> no, so you, Jose, you probably would be murdered by. Probably, yeah, Jose, you gotta get with the murder or get murdered. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I like how, I like how stuff like Dune or Warhammer or whatever, like when they picture like interplanetary life, they just imagine like, hmm, what if like the monstrous like the monstrous things that humanity has done? What if we did that like? What if we made a genocide grinder too? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like yeah, okay. So like you know, we did some some bad genocides in the 20th century, but what if we did those in space? But bigger. <laughs> what if like you had more casualty rates in one war than the entirety of every war fought on earth? Right. <laughs> war that, what that's is the... it good for expanding the Imperium? Uh. Then we got the Space Marines. They are the, the the Emperor's Angels of Death. They're nine foot tall, genetically enhanced super soldiers. Actually a little taller now because of the Primaris Marines, who are next iteration of the Space Marines. They're also known as the Astartes. They used to be the, uh, uh, I think it's the, the Legione Astartes, but they stopped being legions after the whole Horus Heresy when they decided, oh, we probably should have like entire legions of enhanced super soldiers that will eventually start to look down on humanity. That might be a bad thing to have. Actually, I think that's a great idea. I don't see how that could ever go wrong. I mean, Absolutely every, everybody not, wants no. to breed a genetic race of super soldiers, Jackal. I mean, have it you always ever read out. German history? Exactly. So they, they're adorned with, with um, tons of colors and heraldry on their fucking massive suits of power armor, which make them look like big chunky boys. Uh, they were created like 10,000 year years ago during the Unification Wars. Uh, it didn't, things didn't go quite as planned because of the whole Horus Heresy thing. So later on, in the current timeline of 40k, you got the Primaris Marines, which are the upgraded variants. They've got, they're the tip of the spear of humanity's various wars. Uh, they're also uh, basically monsters. Baseline humans experience something that I, a phrase I love, which is called transhuman dread, when you see them. Uh, some of the abilities huh? of the Space Marine is that they could eat the brain of any combatant and get the memories of it. Uh-huh. They can wait, also spit wait, wait. acid. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Why? Uh, move it on to the Grey Knights, who are, technically, cool. who are technically space marines, but they're a lot more dumb. They're basically, like, they're demon hunters. Their job is to fight and hunt demons. Uh, they're... They're, they're psych... They're, all of them are psychers, but they're... Where do the demons come from? We will get to the demons. Uh, Imperial oh. Knights. Imagine uh, mechs that look like medieval knights the size of skyscrapers, and that is an Imperial Knight. Oh, great. They come from world... Basically, like, like imagine King Arthur and the Round Table, but with mechs. That's the world... That, that's Those are the worlds that the Imperial Knights come from. That's amazing. It's so cool. So, you're so then you me... got the, the, the Chaos Space Marines who come from the half of the Horus Heresy. So Emperor's favorite son, Horus Lupercal, bald boy he is, uh, through many... Through means he gets corrupted by the Dark Gods of Chaos to kill his father and destroy the Imperium. In his view, he's saving it because he believes that his father took power from the gods and is going to lead them astray. 
uh, humanity stray, which she's not entirely wrong because the Emperor did definitely take some power from the Chaos Gods. Uh, so he took half of the Space Marine Legions with him, uh, with him in rebellion called the Horse Heresy. Now you might say this sounds a little sub that sounds a little similar to the War in Heaven from Christianity. Uh, I'm glad you noticed that. <laughs> oh boy, I love my Christian theology, folks. Let's go for it. We're all so Christians he, here. So Horus lost and died to the point where the Emperor killed his soul. So Horus doesn't That's have a new like one. A, so Horus's soul was destroyed. So he doesn't exist anymore, period. Like his soul doesn't exist. You can't go and like commune with him. He just doesn't like his identity has been wiped out of existence. Great. That's not existentially terrifying. So the Traitor Space Marines, which there were a bunch of them, it wasn't just him, it was some of his brothers too, uh, they went right. into something, there's a tear in space called the Eye of Terror, which is where warp space and real space like intermingle into a horrifying number of planets. That was the case. Now, because of events that have occurred in the last couple I think two years of Warhammer 40k, the galaxy now has a massive tear in it, which is just the warp now, splitting it in two, where demons just kind of pour out all the time. So that's a problem. <laughs> so uh, Chaos Space Marines can either be dedicated to specific Chaos Gods or, uh, or be of Chaos Undivided. They have different... Uh, since they, they weren't split up into chapters, like the Space Marines, they go by legions, but they're obviously they're split down into war bands. They're not super united, uh, except in certain cases. Uh, there's a bunch of different ones. You get the Death Guard, who are tied to Nurgle. I'm not going to go through all of them. But you got the next thing, which Phil asked, are the Chaos Demons, who are abominations from the warp. Uh, they're diverse, just basically they're a horde of body horror, multicolored monstrosities that are in, in, they're technically like protrusions into our world because that's when they gain a, a physical shape. In the warp, they don't have a physical shape. Uh, they are entities formed from the will of either the four chaos gods, which are Korn, Nurgle, Zinch, and Slanesh, or minor chaos gods, or the warp itself of being just dedicated to chaos undivided. Uh, Korn is the is the god of war and bloodshed. A famous phrase of his is "blood for the blood god, skulls for the skull throne." Oh, so that's where that comes from. Okay. Yes, Nurgle or Papa Nurgle or Grandfather Nurgle is a god of disease, infection, stagnation, and rot. Uh, he's responsible for all the diseases in the galaxy. Oh. He's also probably the most kind chaos god. Oh. With his followers lovingly referring to him as Grandfather Nurgle because he loves them. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. You got Zeke, who's the god of change, uh, of change, fate, ma sorcery, and oddly enough, hope. Uh, he's a fucker who likes to change reality and fate and basically likes to switch up questions. And asks you, you know, what is truly the nature of your reality? Like, oh, what is this? What is this? Oh, 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 oh. He's, he's, a, he's a dumbass. Uh, and then you got Slanesh, who is the god slash goddess of uh, pleasure and sensory. Slanesh was born from the space elves um, uh, murder calculating to the point where they created a chaos god from the sheer psychic force of it. So that that's, that's basically Slanesh. Gotcha. So you got the you got the chaos chaos demons. You got the orcs who are a gender 
fungi who have cockney accents and act like british hooligans from the 1980s <laughs> wait wait wait, wait that's wait. awesome the, the, the orcs are fungus yes oh, yeah they're not they're, they're they're not real like they're a weird mix of animal and fungus but the like the way they reproduce is via spores <laughs> they're they're not uh and they also don't have gender they just have they call each other gits <laughs> that is that is so woke it's 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 very woke uh, you got so, the Eldari, so or the or the Eldar, or the Craftworld Eldar. They're elves. Think of Tolkien, like Tolkien-esque elves. Mm. You got the Dark Eldar, who are uh, murder-rape pirates, basically. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got the Necrons, who are Egyptian Terminators. Oh, even better. Tyranids who are better, bugs, genocide bug, or rape? Bug, bug lizards and horse. That's the Tyranids. And then so, the Tau Empire, which is uh, basically think Gundam. Gotcha. Gun. And then you have the Leagues of Votan, which is a recent addition, who are space dwarves, but they're clones, and they talk to god machines. Man, I thought my own religion was complicated. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that this... I love about yes. knowing things about Christian theology is that it does translate to a general love of lore because yes, I could go for does. days about Dark Souls lore. I could go for days about Dark Souls lore. If if you want something that is both as expansive but also more confusing, definitely get into Warhammer lore. <laughs> so that has been... The, well, I've taken these two hostage uh, explaining this. And there's more. I'm going to go more into this as we continue on. Uh, I'm gonna just randomly blurt out a Warhammer fact in episode if I can. <laughs> it's Warhammer fact hour with Jack. Like, did you fact hour. did you know that the precursors for the Warhammer world were giant toads? <laughs> Wait a second. So in Warhammer, everything was a giant toad. The elder race that uh, that created uh, the foundations for everything. They were giant psychic toad people. Right. Oh, okay. I like right. that. Right. I like that. It makes me think of a uh, hypnotoad from Futurama. <laughs> think of basically the the they're called the old ones. Just imagine a whole race of hypnotoads. That's awesome. And they're psychics, and they can like can like force evolution and like blow up planets. All right, folks. I'm passing out. Which probably is. Josiah is starting to pass out. He is, he, is a, he is an old man that he needs to go to bed. I understand that it sounds like an old man thing to say it's 10.30 p.m. right now. <laughs> but it's 10.30 p.m. right now. <laughs> and I, woke yeah, up I gotta take my back medicine and, and, f- and feed my cat fucking do my nightly CPR to my wife so she doesn't fucking die. <laughs> you just made Josiah a boomer? Well, as we said, twenty-five is the oldest age you can be. So, <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that's true. It is true. I don't know if that's the case. That's where you peak in oldness. I don't think that's true. I can't wait to start feeling youthful in my thirties. <laughs> 
<laughs> I will say, being 25 right now, too, you do feel like, oh, my life is fucking over. I'll He's, never that, accomplish you know, anything. There's some truth to my joke, I think. Yeah, I think when 25, you're 25 is near the end of one chapter, so you kind of feel like you're like, oh, God, I've lived such a life, even though that's not true. And then in like a couple years, you start up the kind of next chapter that leads into your 30s. And you're like, so, oh my god, there's there's more life. There's more and things to do. There's and I, life I won't there. shrivel and die at 30. Yeah, but right now, right now I'm at that like, it's a black hole, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it ends. <laughs> you're having a midlife crisis at 25. I am having a midlife crisis, yeah. I should buy a sports car or get really... I don't think that's a good idea. Don't do that. (laughs) That's a very bad idea. Don't do that. Listen, as somebody who also doesn't have any money, Josiah... I, I didn't even buy a car. My what, my parents kind of just took crisis, pity on me. What kind of midlife crisis can you go into if you don't have any money? Get really into Warhammer. I sp- no, well, no, no, no. You need money war. for all the statues. <laughs> you can get you can get a bunch of miniatures and play and play play fights with your friends. You'll get into bird watching. That seems like a nice old time. <laughs> You know, oh, well, I could actually well, foresee a... you do get really into bird watching. Oh, I, I've joked that, like, I'm not doing it anytime soon, but I think that'll be my old guy hobby once I'm, like, an actual old guy. I like birds. Is, birds are cool. Oh, Josiah, we got a bird watch watching. together. I, I could do that. I could see that. My uncle bird watches. I'll, I'll have you know. He we, actually, um, he keeps, like, a running total of all the birds he's... Are you gonna keep, like, a notebook of your of the birds <laughs> of that, you, the birds. that you encounter every day? Well, because, I mean, I don't do it like an old man would. Like, I mean, it's not a, a super intensive thing, but, like, uh, Kelly and I will put bird seed in our porch, mostly to entertain the cats, mm-hmm. because the birds will come up and the cats like to watch the birds when they come up. But I also like seeing what kinds of birds we got floating around here. You know, birds are cool. You're going to get in really, really into bird watching. Yeah. I, I know I said we need to end the episode and we do, but I was, I've, another thing that popped in my head is I didn't under, I didn't know this. So, you know, my brother Caleb works at a zoo. He's an aquarist yes. as we've, we've talked to him about on the show before. Um, I had told him at one point, that I was like, you know, if I had gone into that path, I probably would have been like a bird, like studied birds. Like I would have worked, you know, ended up working like if, if I went into some sort of like animal studies like he did. And he was laughing at me and saying that, like, those are like the glee kids of the zoo. And apparently what I was finding out was like all of the different like like sections of the zoo are like clicks in most zoos it's like the aquarists are like the kind of shut-in burnout nerd types god damn it is is high school clicks repeating in fucking zoos but it it repeats in zoos and so if like the guys who like handle like the big mammals that's the jocks (laughs) and then like the bird people are all like the glee kids like the theater kids and shit were you a theater kid just like i mean did i do some theater stuff in high school yes i don't know if i quite have a theater kid personality though see i was a disparate theater kid i was a theater kid who was too shy to be a theater kid phil you being a theater kid is 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 very expected i never i never tried out for anything i i but however i was a hit in my drama class yeah 
You were. I went. Oh my god! I never told anybody about this. So uh, there was this joke that this that there, this guy in my class. I'll, I'll wrap this up quick. This guy in my class would just repeat it every time he saw me because he thought it was hilarious. So it was. We had to like improv being a dating, like going on a dating game, and this is to show you that I have not changed. That I was doing. I was doing bits circa 2015. Mm. So. Here I am in this class, we're doing an improv segment where it's supposed to be a segment where it's a dating game, and everybody is, like, supposed to be, like, you're supposed to define your character. So, mm. of course, uh, my genius idea was that my character would be a sailor, like an an a peg-legged old, like, Captain Ahab-esque sailor who watched his entire, uh, ship full of men go into the water and had like a traumatic event where they all were eaten by sharks and uh <laughs> like the, the joke he would repeat to me is is like is that like um at one point I, like because like i i every time she called on me i would start answering the question that she like the dating game question and i would be like and then i saw the 20 men <laughs> floating around bobbing in the water all crying like babies for their mothers it made me feel a kind of way i never felt before then when you see my leg my leg it's not real <laughs> but like he would say like the 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 part where i talked about my leg not being real because it's like a peg leg just came out of left field it was like another diatribe and he thought it was so funny he would just like keep telling me about it every time <laughs> I, it made me feel so good it so made you've me been feel like this like you you've been the bit guy i've forever. always been like this i've always i am the one like if there's one thing you can say about me is that uh my mom my mom loves this about me is that i have basically been the same since i was a child <laughs> that that tracks and you know i have, i have, we, I have, we love you for i'm it. consistent you are consistent. very consistent that's very true and i think with that with that wonderful snapshot into the history of phil and how he's basic he's ostensibly the same creature as we know and love him today uh yeah we will we're gonna end the episode we're not gonna do an, an, another you know bit uh because Josiah is very tired oh, I'm so he's gotta go to bed but he's gotta take his uh he's gotta take his what, what, what do old people say he's gotta take his like his back injections so they can go to bed yeah. oh you gotta you gotta like it in you gotta take your fucking wife fucker pills i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could get Vicodin for back pain now. Presumably, listener, call your doctor right now and get Josiah some fucking. Yeah, I, I was at no, the no, 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 today. Do I that. blew it. I should have. I should have been like, oh my back hurts <laughs> don't 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 do that don't set your same medication in the mail uh can you can you give me drugs doctor i'm feeling yeah. real mad on the yeah, send drugs. E yeah no, DM no me, i'll give you my address no ma no, mail no, me no, opiates no, no. and we can and open the show, up the show is over the show is over the show is over i was talking i was talking about how the i'm ending a chapter over. i'm ending a chapter of my life right now and i'm ending and, the show i'm ending and, the show you're ending a chapter think, of ending the show and i think the next chapter could be uh 
narcotic addiction. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Maverick, everybody. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful day. Or whatever time you're listening to this. Goodbye.